Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode on Becoming the Trader podcast. So joined with me today is Mr. Braden Fairbridge. So for those of you that will know Braden from the Falcon community, really, really excited to have Braden back on and talk about what he's been up to since then, his journey so far, how his trading has been performing and any adjustments that he's made in his life. I know Braden's taken a course of redeveloping himself and he's big on routines and really just pushing himself beyond his comfort zone. So I'm very, very excited to get into this podcast and I highly recommend you take as many notes as possible. But Braden, how's it going your end? Yeah, great. My end, man. Super excited to chat and I'm um, excited to, to dig into it. Good stuff. Good stuff. So you're over in, you're still in Vancouver at the moment, right? Still in Vancouver. Yes. Yes, I am. Nice. Nice. So um, if we just uh, go back to, you know, how you've been getting on the last sort of couple of months, we just, you know, rewind a little bit. How's everything been going your side? You know, now you, you're very involved in your videography side of business, your story. How's that going? And you kind of managing trading in the same process? Did you kind of did trading go on the back burner for a little bit or was it just, you know, kind of a smooth transition? You just juggled everything together. So I guess I'll kind of start out based on like a few years back. So trading and like video production for me has always gone hand in hand. Um, I'm a firm believer in the, in, in, the, in the fact that you should always focus on alignment rather than just the hustle and grind of things. So um, video production and uh, trading has always gone hand in hand for me in the sense that I'm always chasing freedom, I'm always chasing abundance and doing what I love. And those two, two things have always um, really mingled and mixed well for me. So yeah, for the past few months, um, I've been really honing in on my video production business and trading definitely hasn't taken the back burner. It's always been an integral part of my, my daily routine over the past few years. And um, yeah, I just always, I'm always making time for it. I think that for me, it's always been how, what, just reminding myself of what the alternative is. So um, like everybody's driven and, and motivated in different ways. For me, it's, it's not wanting to go back to that nine to five job that I used to be at. Um, so that always pushes me forward and then really just making my, my future um, and that freedom with trading and my video business um, at the forefront of my mind every day. Nice, nice. So you kind of just, uh, you know, I know trading has been a big part of your journey from the, the very beginning. And what I love about that is that even when you've transitioned into getting heavily involved in, you know, the your story, that we'll, and we'll touch on that in a little bit for those that, that don't know about that, uh, even when you're doing that, you've still kept on trading and you've just still, you know, made sure that you've kept up to date. You've always made it part of the routine. I think the key word there is routine. When you have good routines, it doesn't matter if you have, you know, a business because everyone's got a different life, right? Some people have yeah. got four or five kids. Some people have a, they have a new child. Does that mean that then when they've got a new child, they can't ever look at the charts for three weeks or do they put it into their routine? Yes, it's mm -hmm. tougher, but I like the fact that you touched on routine because when you've just got a great routine, you know, we know people that run nine businesses and you, some people look at that and think, how on earth is that person running nine businesses? It's mm -hmm. all about preparation, routine and things like that. And, and just touching on that, how have you found your routine? Has it developed? Have you kind of added in any kind, any kind of little rituals and things like that? Things that you do every morning? Yeah, I think like the, the morning routine for a lot of people is kind of the foundation for, for what they're doing. I think one thing that I've especially learned in the past like three or four months is leaving flexibility in your routine, not saying like, I wake up, I have a shower, I do this, I do my chart watch, I do this. It starts to become mundane. You start to build like that, that neural pathway. So one thing that I've left a lot of room for is doing something different every morning. So whether that's um, going outside and going for a walk in a different place, you know, going for, for a, um, not having a coffee one morning and, and kind of mixing it up a little bit um, has been a big thing for me. But 
Um, one thing that's always remained consistent for me over the past few years is always doing my chart watch. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll wake up, have breakfast, uh, have a shower, and then I always do my uh, visualization, meditation, and then chart watch right afterwards. So that's always remained consistent right at the beginning. Yeah, I love that. And I love the the flexibility part of that. And you probably noticed that even, you know, you know me personally. So um, having consistent things like chart work and things like that, I think there's certain things that take care of your life and take care of your business and things like that, that you, you have to repeatedly do every single morning to get that consistency. But just things like coffee, something so simple like that, what you just mentioned, sometimes I will go, you know, every day with a coffee for two weeks, and then I actually won't have a coffee for a whole month. And it's because I, 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 it's strange, but I like to switch things up a bit. Sometimes I, I would then be focusing on tea, for example. And it's just being like these subtle little differences to not make it become so repetitive that it's just like, yep, robotic. I have my tea. Then it almost becomes tedious and mundane, as you say. I think it's important to just switch things up a little bit. You know, sometimes try reading in, in the evening instead of the morning. Like find out what works for you rather than just saying, right, this is my morning routine even then when you don't feel like reading for whatever reason, you might've had a restless yeah. night's sleep and then you're just reading for the sake of reading and you're not actually taking it in. I think it's important to just listen to your body sometimes. I don't think people give themselves that time when they know they shouldn't be doing something and you should be, mm -hmm. let's say, recharging and energizing. They're just kind of doing something because it's on a list, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and people like, I think somebody listening to this might find it funny that like doing, making subtle changes like that and leaving like subtle room for, for changes like that might seem kind of mundane and just like almost silly, but um, like I'm, I'm a firm believer obviously in the fact that in order to change things in your life, you have to be willing or yeah, in order to change your life, you have to be willing to, to change things in your life and just leaving that uh, unknown kind of aspect to it kind of keeps you on the ball and in, in flow. Yeah. And it leaves you open to actually experimenting new things, you know, and, yeah. and, it can, and, it, and a lot of the times those little things that you've allowed to be a little bit flexible are normally the things that you're, you're, opening a gateway to experience new positive things for yourself. But when you mm -hmm. become so driven in your routine that it's just so rigid, well then you'll never change it. And then you almost become closed minded within your routine yeah. because you're like, Nope, that's, that's my routine. Can't go outside of that where you need to have a tiny, tiny bit of percent of flexibility. So interesting topic that I think that no one really talks about, but no, no, I absolutely love that. Uh, one thing I did want to actually ask you just while we're kind of on that part, you know, you've developed a lot as a trader, you've gone through trial and error, you've kind of done the, the whole, the, the whole thing of learning things like support resistance, just like the majority mm -hmm. of people, right? And then you yeah. found the Falcon style, that kind of stuff. Is there anything that sticks out to you? And something that I think that would be beneficial to, let's say a new trader, or even an experienced trader, actually, what's the one or couple of things that you wish that you knew that you know now about trading? Is there anything that just kind of springs to mind that you thought, I wish I had that perspective or this, I wish I knew this? I think honestly, one of the big things for me, like I've always had a big support network uh, locally in Vancouver of people that I started trading with. My brother trades, um, some of my best friends trade as well. So I've always had like that close support network. But the one thing that pops into mind when you're asking that is the fact that, you know, like the one thing I wish I knew back then when I first started is the fact that like success is defined not really like what by what you've done compared to what others have done, but um, by what you've done compared to what you could have done. And I think mm. that just by like not comparing yourselves to others early on in your journey and just really focusing on how can I get uh, 1% better every day, like you talk about 1% tweaks, um, like what can I focus on to, to improve on a daily basis rather than 
um, having conversations with other people and constantly, constantly comparing back and forth um, with, with their progression. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody um, grows up and has these different limiting beliefs that are instilled in them early on. So I think just really honing in on your own personal journey is, is a really big, big thing that pops into my mind when you ask that. Yeah, I, I, and I love that because it just reminds me of so much of this a similar thing that I wish that I thought about that as well because, you know, we all get caught up into it of comparing ourselves to others. And I used to do the same thing. But w- when you become almost content with your own journey, it's the best feeling in the world because there, there's no yeah. comparison. It, it opens you up for so much growth because there's no, there's no comparing anymore. You're not looking at him or her and thinking, oh, I wish I had that life. Oh, it'd be great to be born into money and have that capital like he or she does you just kind of get really really excited about the the small progressions that you make for yourself and you realize that's the most important thing because those people that you're comparing yourself to now you probably won't even know who they are or you may probably don't even know who they are personally so firstly Mm -hmm. why do you care but secondly in five or six years you're going to develop and grow so much as a person that you you probably they won't even be on your radar so why why are you focusing on them in the first place and i think when you truly focus on yourself it just becomes enjoyable and then you realize it's just like the gym, right? If you go to the gym and you see someone who's absolutely shredded in the best shape and you think, oh, I want to be like that person. But then they've been training for, you know, 12 years. Yeah. Then for you to, yeah. you know, compare yourself that it would be ridiculous. What are you going to go to the gym every day and be upset every single time you see that person because he, he, he's in the shape or she's in the shape that you want to be, you know, focusing on yourself, I think is the most, is the best feeling in the world when you really come content with it. Is there any tips that you would say that you think could help people to do that? Because some people really struggle, you know, for us, you know, when you're enlightened and you feel awake, if you like, you tend to not really care about what other people are doing. What about the people that are stuck in that? What about the people that are stuck on the kind of social media side of things? That's something I do want to touch on where, you know, we were talking about it before the call, how people get so fixated on social media that it becomes almost a topic, like a thing, like, you know, how can I do this? How can I balance that? What's your sort of thoughts on that, Brayden? I, I think social media is a great tool for meeting people. Like I've, I met my business partner through social media. I've met some incredible people through social. You, you originally reached out to me through social media and had the opportunity to, to work, uh, work with Falcon. And, and, and so like I've met some incredible people through social. So it's not to, to disregard social media at all. But I think the, the most important thing to keep in mind is that use social media as a tool for, for business and building relationships with people. If you're using it for, for any sort of other reason, whether it's to build your, build your ego up or build like your, your personal brand up and stuff, I don't think that that's a goal in and of itself. I think social media needs to go in hand, hand in hand with other goals that you've looked internally and said, like, that really aligns with, with the direction that, that I want to go. For me, it's always been about uh, building relationships and and just meeting new people and, and building those friendships. I think for people who are stuck in kind of in that, that realm of comparing themselves and um, they've almost built a, like a subconscious belief that they need to con- constantly be comparing themselves. They might not even be aware of the fact that they're doing exactly, it. Right? Exactly so that. I think the, the first thing to, to monitor is, are you doing that? Like bring that conscious awareness um, back to your daily routine and say, is, is that a habit for me? Am I comparing myself on a daily basis to, to other people's journeys, to other people's trading successes, like whatever it might be, and start to monitor your your social media use and just um, look into look internally. And if you, it's it's all the daily things, right? It's all the stuff that you you practice and preach: um, journaling, affirmations, visualization, goal setting. Mm-hmm. Are you doing those things on a consistent basis? Because if you are, you're more aware, you're more self aware, and you, you know kind of where to look to to improve those things, right? 
Exactly that. And it's just by what you're saying about habits, change one little habit rather than checking your phone in the morning. How about check your journal in the morning to see what you've got ready yeah. for the day? You know, yeah. you should have already planned that the night before last night when I was planning out my goals for today, you know, it's a, it's, it's the little things that I still get excited about. I've got my journal right in front of me now, the, the little things, just reading through that, taking it off day by day. And I notice a direct correlation between, because, you know, I can't say that every single day I've journaled for the last eight years, is just not realistic, but mm-hmm. I, I notice a direct correlation. If I have missed anything, so let's say if I didn't set my goals the night before, for whatever reason, if I was, you know, exhausted and I just went to sleep and then I then set my goals in the morning, there's a direct correlation between not being no way near as productive. And the yeah. reason as to why is because it's the subconscious. We know that subconscious, we're working on autopilot on the subconscious level. That's the most powerful part of our brain. So by not planning your night before the, your next day, the night before, you're literally not giving yourself the best opportunity to set yourself up for success because yeah. your, your brain is literally, your subconscious is working at like a pace that you, we couldn't even comprehend when it's looking at those goals. So think about this for a moment. You're looking at your goals for the next day. Look at those, really go through those and feel those as you go through them and actually think about achieving them the next day. Then guess what? When you wake up in the morning, I promise you, you'll feel more inspired and you'll have more clarity to want to get those things done than in yeah. the morning kind of planning it, you know, when you're, you're still kind of tired, waking up, drinking your coffee, writing out your goals for the day, there's no way near enough clarity. How, how have you found that for yourself? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're talking about, um, all the stuff that I've learned over the past like few years here. And there's so many things that I've already made habit that I didn't know right at the beginning mm-hmm. that are already like a subconscious part of me now. So like thinking about them, like I have all these integrations that I've built up over the past few years and rewired that I, I can't even like consciously think about right now because I've, I've made all these subtle little tweaks. But like one of the ones that I've been working on lately is exactly what you said. I, instead of using my phone in the morning, I have a dream book um, right beside my bed. So the first thing that nice. I see, I see when I wake up is um, a, a, like a full book that I have of all my goals written out, all my long-term goals, like my vision, my purpose, um, like my why, like all the important stuff. So like right when I w- wake up in the morning and right before I go to bed, like what I'm feeding into my mind is positivity, um, thoughts about where I want to be, who I want to be. And most importantly, like how that's going to feel being in that situation and like the person I have to become in order to be there. Um, and that helps me to, to weed out all the little subtleties in, in my day and personality to, to, to rewire my, uh, rewire my brain. Love that. Absolutely love that. I think it's important what you touched on there, even just unconsciously is that getting all the senses involved, you know, I'm big on that kind of stuff, you know, getting all of the senses involved as much as possible, because if we just go into the, the kind of line of affirmation there, I think it's really important to touch on that. Me and you've spoken about affirmation in great detail before. And I think that if you're, you can't just write affirmation and just something that sounds good. You can't just write, I am a consistently profitable trader and expect it to happen. Of course, there needs to be action with that. And I think affirmation kind of sometimes gets a bad rap and it's only yeah. because people don't fully in, understand how to interpret it because, yeah. and there was a story about this, uh, this monk who was explaining it really, really well and I really resonated with it. And it's something that I do on a subconscious level for years. And it's essentially, if you've, let's say you've got an affirmation and you're writing that affirmation out, you have to visualize as you do an affirmation. So for example, yeah. if your affirmation is, I am confident of speaking in public, you know, yeah. I am is something that the, the, the subconscious recognizes because it's present. It's you. It's I am, I am, I am is one of the most powerful things that you can start something with. Now, if you're saying I am confident of speaking in public and you're just writing that down, if you're not visualizing yourself speaking on stage, 
or speaking somewhere as you're actually writing the thing, your physiology is not going to be involved. So you can write that out as much as you want. The next time you go to speak in public, you're still going to be a nervous wreck. And you're going to think, well, I've done all these, (laughs) I've done all these affirmations. I've been writing it out. How comes I'm not confident speaking in public? It's because you have to get all of your senses involved. That's the most vital thing. So I would say, you know, next time you're writing out whatever your affirmation is, actually visualize it because that's what it knows that this is why visualization is so powerful when you really, un- and we could do a whole subject on this, right? I might actually revisit yeah. this subject of visualization, but yeah, when you, when you're fully involved and you can literally see yourself on the stage talking or talking in public, then guess what? Your physiology is involved. Your subconscious doesn't know whether it's real or fake. And then guess what? You start to believe that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. There's so yeah. many things that connect <laughs> to that. So uh, I find that part fascinating. One, one thing I wanted to just mention on that as well is that affirmations can actually be counterproductive to, to your success if you're not using them in the right way. Like you said, exactly. you have to get all your, your, your senses involved. But one of the most important things is, is what are you actually thinking about and feeling more importantly when you're writing those things? If you're saying, I want to be confident and a public speaker, which is something that's been on my goal list right from the beginning as well, like communication and, and public speaking. Um, and like, what are you thinking about? Because when I first started writing affirmations that were in line with that, with, in line with communication, I was thinking and feeling while I was writing those, the lack of it. I was thinking about who I used to be in my past and like, and, and I was putting out that, that vibration that was, was not in line with where I wanted to go. So it was actually having the adverse effect on, on where I wanted to go. So I think one of the important things just for anybody listening to this is if you're, if you're doing affirmations, if you're visualizing, meditating, whatever it might be, goal setting, um, just, just monitor and be self-aware of, of what you're thinking and feeling when you're, when you're writing and writing those things out. Love that. Absolutely love that. And it's such a subtle thing. And again, from what we started off in this podcast, subtleties, it's these subtle things that are the big difference because it's time, you know, imagine doing that for a year thinking you've been doing affirmations, you're doing all these things and then you're disappointed because you've not progressed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a one tiny little change you can make is actually start getting your senses involved. Start actually visualizing and thinking about those affirmations and back that with a sickening work ethic. You can't just attract these things into your life by not actually doing the things that are going to get you there. And I think people then get very confused. You know, law of attraction gets a bad rap. Why is that? Is that just because people don't fully understand it? They don't understand the frequencies that you vibrate. You attract abundance into your life. If you understand how to vibrate a different frequency, you know, it's so important. And I I would highly recommend, you know, we would never even be able to touch on it just in this one podcast. But for those of you that are listening that are wondering, you know, about like kind of frequency and all that kind of stuff, do some research on the subconscious mind, do some research on vibrations at different frequencies. And you'll start to realize people attract, you attract things into your life and you could literally go down to the root of this. Why is it that somebody that's in an abusive relationship? And I think we've spoken about this before. Why is it that someone, let's say a, a girl, she has an abusive partner and then she, you know, breaks up with that person. And then guess what? You know, a month later, she's then in another relationship. And that person happens to be someone who's abusive as well. Yeah. Yeah. Those two people don't know each other. You know, they could yeah. be from an hour apart of a living distance, etc. Why is it? It's because you attract what you tolerate and you attract mm-hmm. people into your life that vibrate at the same frequency as you. So if you're negative, if you're a negative person, then guess what? Misery loves company. This is what this means on a scientific level. It's not a cliche saying that, you know, you attract who you surround yourself with. No, no, you, you literally do. You attract the same frequency as you. And that's why you'll find is that if you're not consciously aware to then say, right, I need to put myself and position myself with people that are more successful than me, then you're just yeah. going to stay in your lane around people that are the same level as you or lower than you, you know, to maybe make yourself feel good. 
but it's important yeah. to be consciously as well. I think it's one of the most important things. Yeah, man. Like always hone in on, on who you're listening to, because if you're listening to people that are, are vibrating a low frequency, like you're going to, you're going to take on those qualities and those traits and you're going to start uh, attracting people that are in that same sphere. Right. Um, one, one of the, like you asked that question, what's one thing or a number of things that I wish I knew when I first started out my journey. And I think that's one of the, the most important things is, is who do you listen to? I spent so much time early on talking to um, people who are either in the same kind of influence, especially in, in relation to trading, I'll keep trading focused, um, people who were, who were not yet successful, they weren't consistent yet. Um, and I was having these trade in-depth trading conversations back and forth about what we were looking at on the charts and um, their daily routines and how they're getting on and stuff. But um, one, one important thing to, to remember, and especially with such an amazing community like Falcon, why I'm grateful that I met you, Mark, is the fact that um, listen to somebody who's been through it, who, who's been where you are, and who is in the position that you that you want to you want to be in, right? So, um, for anybody who's in the Falcon community, just constantly absorb the content and 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 keep listening to you because it is the it is the daily habits. It's the it's the daily goal setting, ticking off four or five important tasks a day. Um, it's staying focused, goal setting, visualization. It's it's the small one percent tweaks. It really is. Um, nothing else is going to get you to where you want to be besides consistent action and, and persistence and those things. So, no, that's that's awesome. And, and I think the uh, you know on behalf of myself and the community, you know, you've put so much great quality work into Falcon. You know, Falcon is a big part of where it is because of you. So big gratitude uh, to yourself and everything that you've built and been on this journey with myself and, you know, all the things that you shared and, you know, just the positive energy that you bring brain. So the, the whole community appreciates that. And just touching on that of the community and kind of Falcon and things like that. What do you, what, what sticks out to you about the community and what would you say for people to, to focus more? And you mentioned about focusing on content, you know, kind of taking off goals. What is it that you personally enjoy about the Falcon community? Yeah, just the genuineness. I think just net, net, network and, and build relationships with people. I think get out of your comfort zone is a huge one as well. I wasn't able to make that that uh, Falcon conference that you guys just had, but um, judging by some of the speakers and some of the the chats I've had with some some of the members in the community based on their experience from from that event, it's just the fact that you need to just get out of your comfort zone, get out of your own way. Um, I'm I'm doing it on a constant basis with my video business. Like you, have, like I, you learn the skill set. You you start to get a few clients and stuff and then all of a sudden you would need to learn sales and, and all this stuff. Right. So it's, it's literally just focus on, on, um, one thing at a time, get out of your own way, get out of your comfort zone. Um, as long as you're doing like one or two things a day that are, that are pushing your boundaries, you start to feel that a little bit of anxiety and that discomfort come on, chase that feeling. Cause those are the, those are the tasks and the things that are really going to help you progress moving forward. Awesome. Awesome, Brayden. Well, one thing I wanted to do before we do finish up is uh, kind of throw a question your way as well in terms of imagine you're, a, um, imagine you're a student, right? Imagine you're a student at Falcon or you're a student in trading as a whole. What do you think are the, the best quality questions? What are good questions to start asking? You know, and that's kind of throwing it towards myself or any mentor that they might have. What are good questions to ask that you think is going to help them progress as traders and in life in general? Like good questions to ask yourself on a daily basis. Is that kind of uh, to ask who you're learning from, you know, to the people that you're taking guidance from? Yeah. I think one of the big ones is to, to, to ask what you've consistently, like if I was going to ask you a question, it's what have you been doing since the very beginning, even when you weren't consistent, like what things have remained consistent in your daily routine um, from, from early on all the way up until where you are now 
And I know that's uh, the reason I, I mentioned that. And the reason I wanted to, to say that is the fact that when I first met you, Mark, mm-hmm. that was the first question that one of the first questions that I asked you, and it came down to goal setting affirmations, um, doing your five daily tasks every day, like all those small things uh, that you've been doing consistently. I remember you were showing me your journals from way back, like years mm-hmm. and years and years ago. And they look the exact same then as they do now. And that's simply because of the fact that in order to become the person you want to be, you have to become that person now. Um, it's not, you're not just going to magically become that person one day. You have to make the, the changes today um, to become that person. Then you'll start to attract everything in your life. So I think that's one of the big things is um, find successful people that have, have been where you are and um, who, who are where you want to be in the future and, and figure out what are the consistent things that they've done on a daily basis throughout that journey that have, have brought them to that level of success. That's awesome. I think that's an awesome question because uh, questions like that interest me so much because we fail to just ask the simple questions, right? That's going to just give us the answer that we need rather than trying to find all these different ways. Just literally ask the person, what have you done consistently and how can I, you know, not so much copy it, but how can I do that in my own way? And even just kind of, you know, looking back on my old journals and things like that of thinking about, you know, I don't feel any different from when I had no wealth to the wealth that I've created and the incomes I've created now because yeah. I authentically felt like that person before it happened. You have to become the person before you are the person. And it, it excites me, you know, I have a smile on my face even if I think about it because I remember not having that and still authentically feeling, not kind of just saying these affirmations and setting these goals and ha- having that inner voice in your head thinking, no, you're not going to achieve that. You know, why are you writing this stuff? Like I authentically felt like this is happening. Like, I don't know when, I, I can't put a time on it. I, you know, I don't know when, but it's happening because I'm just going to keep yeah keep going, keep moving forward, keep progressing. And if there's a little hurdle, guess what? I'm going to leap over that. I'm going to overcome that. Yeah. It was literally just this, like, I'm going to make it happen. And when you authentically yeah. feel that you, you then stop worrying about how long it's going to take. You just enjoy yeah. the fact that you're on that frequency, you're on that pathway. Yeah. That's that. I think that moment is so important for everyone. Cause I just remember, I'm just thinking back as well. Like I dreamed of the, the position that I'm in now, like this, this level of freedom running a business um, trading, like not having to go to, to work every day and like, listen to my boss. Like it's, I dreamed of this day and I was constantly putting out that thought and energy and action towards where I am now. And just thinking back like two or three years ago, um, on a construction site, like listening to an audio book, trying to change, like I, I was just so fed up with, with my past and the, my current situation that the only option was, was to progress and, and build that, that future. And it's, I think it's, it's, it's similar for any successful person. They always had that that one moment where you just decided like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. That's it period. And there's no, there's no other if ends or buts. Right. I think it's people need to reach that decision and just commit fully to, to what they want to do, especially in trading because it's such a, such an emotional journey. It's such a technical journey. There's a lot of um, personal growth that, that you have to, to be willing to undergo um, to become a successful trader and to become successful in general. And, and it's just making that decision and fully committing towards it. Absolutely love that. And the word that stuck out to me there, Braden, was decision. You decide to be successful. And when yeah. people authentically get that and you reach the point that, no, you decide, you decide every day, every morning, every yeah. week, every night, yeah. you literally decide to be successful. And if you get that on a micro level, it will happen on a macro level. Yeah. And, Braden, and, and the thing with, one thing I, sorry, I just wanted to touch on quick too, is like, once you decide, it doesn't mean you're going to know every little technical detail that's going to take you towards where you need to go. You don't need to focus on the how you just need to decide I am going to be successful and then just ride the wave, whatever comes and and ebbs and flows within that. Um, 
you, you take on the journey as it goes. You're not going to know every little, little detail, but I just wanted to, to mention that. I think that's really important to mention as well. You're never, you're never going to, you're never going to fully know. And as long as you can keep, you know, jumping over those hurdles when they need be, you know, you're on the right path. What one thing I always like yeah. to do, Braden, is just kind of give people, you know, a bit of a, a perspective of, you know, leave them with something. What's that one thing, practical step, or is there any habit that you think people could work on or a book that they could read that you would recommend to somebody, you know, because it's all about, even if you can impact one person's life, I'm a big believer in even anyone listening to this podcast right now, even if it can just change one person's life, it serves its purpose. Is there anything that springs to mind that you would uh, recommend for people to do? One thing that I, that I do want to mention that um, it took me a long time to, to figure out, I had to hear it from a bunch of different sources is just like how, how we learn as human beings. Like you can't read one book and say, yeah, I read it. I understand the information in it. One thing that's really important that you preach all the time is this repetition and really drilling the same foundational information um, until it's a part of you. And, and that's the most important thing, I think, for anybody listening to this. I spent so long listening to this book and this author and this mentor and watching this podcast and this YouTube show. And, oh, is this, is this really the right way to trade? Can I learn this? Like, it doesn't matter what area of your life it is. There's going to be a, a billion different mentors and information that are going to try and cloud your, your judgment and, and, and get in there. But um, focus on the mentors that are where you want to be and really just drill in that, that uh, foundational information. Um, like especially with trading and stuff too, like all the little technical details, it really is the basics um, that you need to, to drill in. So if I, if I were to say one thing, it's just, um, pound in that same information and, and rewire yourself until it's a part of you. Awesome. That's an incredible one. So I love that. And repetition is the key thing. Just keep going over and over again. It's something I've been preaching for a while. Guys and girls is so important. The subconscious recognizes repetition, just like when you're training a muscle, you don't just do one rep or you don't just do a nine hour session in the gym on a Monday and then expect to get in shape. It's the consistency of that repetition over and over again. And sometimes doing the same movement and not seeing anything, just like training your chest. If you trained your chest and then you looked in the mirror, you wouldn't necessarily see any results. It looks exactly the same or a little bit pumped up the next day, exactly the same. But over a course of period of time, then it's going to grow, subtly grow and grow by doing the same thing. So true growth comes in the consistency of the little things. Braden, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this podcast. Awesome catching up as well and sharing the insights. And I would have taken tons of value from your routines, your insights. So very, very excited. And guys and girls, I really appreciate all the feedback you've been leaving from this podcast. We're going to be sharing more and more insights into students' journeys, how they're juggling things like traveling and trading, how they're, how they're juggling things like running a business and trading, having kids and trading. I think the true thing here to understand is everybody's got a different life. Everybody's got different struggles. The people that succeed are the ones that they, they adapt. They adapt to their current situation and they keep pushing no matter what. So just take this as inspiration and decide to be successful. Really hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Thanks again, Braden. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Take care, dude.